Let's face it, people have different sleep needs. While you love your partner, sleeping next to them might not always be the most comfortable. Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs, so you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Maybe you prefer a firmer mattress and your partner needs something softer. Because of the individualized comfort that you get from Sleep Number Smart Beds, you and your partner will sleep better together. All Sleep Number Smart Beds feature cooling, pressure-relieving comfort layers for soothing sleep throughout the night. And their temperature balancing bedding is designed to move heat and moisture away when you're hot. When you're cool, they hold their energy to help warm you. The smart beds even automatically respond and adjust to your movements so you sleep comfortably all night long. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a sleep number store or sleepnumber.com you're the mom the maid the keeper of the cookies you do it all and you look good doing it it's parenthood on a mother level here's your host denise hanitka hi everybody i'm denise hanitka and you are listening to episode 76 of on a mother level So glad you are here listening. If you're brand new to the podcast, welcome. And you are here for a great episode because my guest today is sharing a huge change in her life that all came because of a Christmas gift, okay? So many people have done this. They bought the 23andMe or the Ancestry DNA kit, and you find something interesting about your family. Maybe your family has a food allergy or, oh, you have a little more German in you than you thought, but... In this case, Leanne Anderson found out she had many more family members, and it has grown her family in the most incredible and perfect way. And so she's going to describe how it all happened, what she found out, and how everyone in her family has reacted to it, and how it's changed their entire family dynamic. It's such a cool story, and I think you'll appreciate her perspective on finding out something very, very interesting about your past, how it's changed her marriage and how you kind of roll with the punches, especially if you're like her and you've been married almost 28 years, and how keeping an open mind has really, really enriched her life. Her story is very, very cool. And I hope that the folks over at 23andMe listen to this podcast. And I hope that you see the Andersons on a testimonial commercial because... It's a cool story and probably exactly what they hope their product does. So, anywho, hi, Ancestry people. This is a goodie. This is episode 76 of On a Mother Level. If you're enjoying the show, will you please go to Instagram and follow me at On a Mother Level? Super easy to find us, and that's where we're posting all of our preview clips and what is going on. And you can check us out there. So, thank you so much for listening. Here is Leanne Anderson. I, I bought the 23andMe, which is the, you know, the DNA testing. I bought it for Christmas. Our three, we have three grown sons. And honestly, I bought it because I didn't really know what else to get them for Christmas because they're kind of at that age where, you know, it's like, what do you get these guys for Christmas? And I just thought it would be interesting um, to, you know, maybe look at our history. I, I'm probably more, I'm definitely more interested than they were. And I also have two sons that have some pretty serious health issues. So I wanted to get the health history on them. 
I ordered this thing for Christmas and of course they all opened it and they were like, okay. (laughs) So I had to convince them to spit in the tubes. (laughs) I'm like, just spit in the tube. Okay. (laughs) So anyway, we did the test. My oldest son is in the army. So he went back to Fort Irwin, California, right after Christmas break. And we got his submitted and my youngest son was in college. We got his in. Well, all, the results all came back in like the first week of February. I tied everything to my email account, um, except for my oldest son. He did do his own because he was out in California. So I got Luke's results, my youngest. I got his results back first and I opened it up and I'm looking through it. And the first thing I see is like, you, you can see your relatives. So it shows his um, siblings and it showed that his oldest brother and it showed he had a half sister and I was like, well, who's that? (laughs) So, um, so I just searched her out on Facebook. When I saw her, I was like, oh my gosh, she looks just like my husband. So I'm like, Hmm, that's interesting. (laughs) So, um, he come, my husband came home and I'm like, so I started asking him questions. I figured out what her maiden name was. And then in that conversation, we figured out that it was a girl from his neighborhood that he had had like a little short fling with. And when he was like 19, I didn't meet him till I was like 23. So he was 19 and she was 20. Um, and my husband kind of approached me like, you know, we don't have to do anything with this. You know, we have our family, we don't have to disrupt things. And I'm like, why wouldn't we like pursue this? I'm like, that's crazy not to even think of that. So that's kind of how it all kind of fell together. So, wow. You probably still can't (laughs) believe it, huh? My son was supposed to get married that year, my oldest to his, you know, longtime girlfriend, like seven years or whatever. And she called the wedding off in May. And I, I always in my mind thought that whole piece was brought into our lives just to kind of like ease the blow, I guess you could say of what happened. And yeah, I I mean, I, I just feel like there was, there's, there was a reason that it happened and maybe I don't even know yet, you know, even though it still feels really new, it still, it does feel like we've known each other forever. Yeah. Just very natural. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. I just feel like things do happen for a reason and I don't know, it's been more of a blessing than anything. Well, I think that's kind of where I want to start then. Describe your family, you know, before, you know, do you divide it like that? Do you think about before 23andMe and after 23andMe, the way your life's kind of shaken out now? (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah. Okay. So before 23andMe, you know, it was just kind of, it was my husband and I and our three boys. And, you know, at that time, like I said, Isaac was in the army. He had just recently graduated from Iowa, you know, moved out to, he was stationed in Fort Irwin, California. And then our middle son was recently had graduated from Kirkwood, was welding, had a job. And our youngest was in college. We were almost kind of like at that empty nester thing. It almost felt like things were starting to almost slow down. Um, and get a little quieter. So we're setting the stage for people. And so you have these three sons and you face that, that age old question of what to get these boys for Christmas. You know, they've grown out of the trucks. I can always (laughs) buy my kids trucks. So you decide decide on these 23 and me kits 
and you know it sounds yeah. like overall they were like okay great like thanks for that like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean what were you expecting from those test results like what was if you were to imagine like the wildest thing you could have seen in those results I don't even know I guess I was just maybe curious about like you know where we were from what our heritage was you know I'd always heard that I had like this like great 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 grandmother that was an Indian <laughs> so like, do, do I really have any of that? You know, it was that a thing or, and my husband is, you know, Swedish. He was more into it than the kids. Cause he's more into the ancestry stuff. So, um, he, you know, wanted to know more about like his Swedish background. And so I, I don't know what I was really expecting the health fact, the health piece, you know, I didn't know if I, it would tell us anything about you know, the one, my youngest has a heart condition and my middle son had um, a tumor on his spine that need, that would, had to be removed when he was two months old. Um, and I just, I didn't know if something would come out in the health about that. Like, cause we never really had an explanation as to, you know, why, I mean, their conditions were totally different. And like, we don't know anybody in the family that has like congenital heart defects or, you know, there was just like, nothing. So I, I guess for me, I was just kind of looking to see if there was maybe something there, which I didn't find anything. So just, just found a sister, <laughs> but yeah. yeah I, how do these results come? I mean, they come in email, you said. Yep. It comes in an email and then you can click on like, you know, what region th that you're from, or you can click on like your um, relatives. The relatives is where I found the, their half sister. And then, you know, you can click on the health history and it says, I mean, it'll say weird things. Like if you're more likely to like sweet or sour things. I mean, honestly, I haven't looked into it that much. I mean, like once we figured out there was the, my, you know, my husband's daughter and the half sister, I was like, well, I, I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> that's good enough. <laughs> so, so, so how, how does yeah. that information appear? Like, what does it say? What is it? Yeah, you, you, it starts out with like who you're most closely related to, of course, you know, like, so like for Luke, the first one was our oldest son, Isaac, and then his half sister, you know, she was second on the list because Nate hadn't done it yet. But my first reaction was, wow, um, we must have like, a. You know, I thought it was like a first, maybe a cousin. And it just, it, cause it doesn't say it is your half sister. It's just as probable, you know, but, but there was like a 50% DNA match. I mean, so, you know, it was like, so at first I thought, I, I didn't think that it was that, you know, my husband had had, you know, another child, I was thinking it was just a, a DNA relative that happened to have match a lot of DNA until I decided to start searching her on with Facebook, <laughs> you know? So I just searched her on Facebook. And then when I saw her, I was like, oh my. And then when I saw how, you know, I could tell how old she was, I'm like, okay, that was like way before that was, you know, years before we had even met. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure stranger things have happened. So right. I did not think that at first, but then as I, like I said, as I investigated it a little more, I'm like, yeah, this is, I'm thinking this is his daughter. So 
just I'm just trying to think of all the emotions that come along with that. I mean, were your was your first thought like where was I during all of this, or or did you already kind of wipe that part away? I feel like that's what people are thinking when they hear you know, that. You know, I mean, we've been married now almost 28 years. I mean, I I'm sure the reaction would have been different if I was if the kids were little and like no, I my mind didn't go. I, I didn't think anything negative at all. I mean, but I, I think a lot of that has to do with my age and like where we are, like in our relationship and, you know, things. So I, I, I think it might've had a different reaction. Like I said, if the kids were a lot younger, I mean, that would have been a whole nother story. And so how do you tell your husband about this then? What do you do next? He came from work and I just, just started kind of asking him questions. I'm like, you know, do you recognize this name? And he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, they grew up up the hill from me. And I'm like, did they have any daughters? And he said, yeah. I'm like, did you date any of them? And he's like, yeah, why are you asking me this? And I'm like, well, <laughs> let me show you this. So I showed him and he was just like, oh my gosh. So he was, he was pretty floored himself. I mean, there was disbelief for sure. For sure, there was like just disbelief. He's like, I just, I just don't see how that could have happened. And the pieces got put together, and like, like I said, within like 24 hours, everything was kind of put together. You know, they grew up in the neighborhood together, <clears throat> and my husband's mother did taxes. She did taxes for that family, and we figured out that they had come down when she was an infant to get their taxes done. And that John's mom had held her, not knowing that that was her granddaughter. I know, <laughs> like, wow, eerie thing about this whole thing. I'm like, wow, that's just crazy. I so. mean, how did your husband react to this? I mean, because in some ways, you know, he's like, the news is bigger for him, I imagine, than for you in, in sure. a lot of ways. Definitely. Oh, yes, yes, for sure. I mean, like I said, he, you know, initially he was just like, we don't have to do anything with this because I don't want to disrupt our family. But I'm like, so once we got past that and I'm like, just put that out of your head. I think he felt some guilt. Like he felt like he should have known maybe. And he feels like he wasn't there for her for, you know, growing up. And like she had the perception in her mind that her biological dad, you know, didn't want anything to do with her. And oh. I mean, and it's not like it's because it was they thought it was somebody else kind of thing. I mean, it wasn't him. I think he, he just didn't know how to, you know, when we first met her, I mean, he was a nervous wreck. I mean, he was, he, he first met with, with the mom and they talked about things. She gave him a bunch of pictures. I mean, it, I mean, it all went really well. Um, they talked things through cause she felt guilty herself, you know, she was like, felt like she had kept him from her, you know, or, kept her from him for all these years. And so, you know, I think even now, I, I think sometimes feels like he needs to do a lot for her, which, which is fine. I mean, but he, he just wants to make sure they have, you know, a good relationship, an open relationship. And she understands that, you know, it was not his choice. He didn't, you know, abandon her. And so, yeah, I think it's been a, a really a lot bigger thing for him yeah. than me. Well, and I think it's important to note too, that this is, what is this, the early eighties when this happened? Exactly. Yes. I'm sure a lot of people hoped they would do it differently now, 
but putting that sure. time frame into perspective is important. Right. And that's, that's what we've said all along. I mean, didn't, how old would he have been at this time? 19. Okay. Yeah. The, my boys I, I actually kind of tease him sometimes and say, well, I guess uh, you're, you didn't escape teenage pregnancy, dad. <laughs> so <laughs> there's a lot, lots of jokes that come out, out of this thing too. <laughs> Telling him, you told him about it. You know, he's saying we don't have to do anything about it. Um, but you're kind of feeling mm -hmm. like, why, why not? And so what's your next move? The next move was he got, he contacted her mom. So when, when I, when I was like, <laughs> I guess when he felt good enough with the go ahead, he went ahead and contacted her mom. And then um, I think he, he reached out to her and, you know, and, asked if she wanted to meet and she said yes and she actually met us by her she wanted to meet my husband and i by ourselves okay. first that thought was like extremely like i don't know i don't want to say brave of her but you know i'm sure she was she wanted to meet us by herself and we met at the filling station <laughs> so um <laughs> and we just i mean as soon as she walked in i mean i we, you could you knew i mean and it's just so weird because she lives in our area. We shop at the same high V. I mean, it's just like, yeah. it's so weird that, you know, yeah. And just from there, we sat there for like five hours. I was pretty sure filling station was probably like, are you going to leave? <laughs> but, and then her husband ended up coming later and brought two girls and then my son and his girlfriend were, you know, anxious to meet. I mean, so everybody kind of met that day. Um, except my oldest and my youngest, which they were in college in the army. So <clears throat> we all kind of met that day. And then from there, we just, I think we saw each other probably every weekend for quite some time. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what you're describing yeah, I, I is like the perfect outcome to a situation like this. Yes. <laughs> yes. I agree. I agree. Mm -hmm. Because at any point, really somebody, you know, somebody could have not you know, there, there could have been some trauma. There could have been, I mean, you're a school counselor. You, sure. you talk to students about all kinds of, oh, I know. you know, family sure. situations and, and somebody along the way could have had a lot of unresolved, you know, thoughts here, but, but I mean, everybody was so right. open to this. I mean, how, how beautiful is that? Yes, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And I know, and I know it's been hard. I think it's been hard for her mom. I'm sure she has harbors a lot of guilt. I mean, she had, she did have, you know, a dad. So from when she was about a year and a half growing up. So, and we've met him too. And I think, you know, I'm sure it's hard for him to, you know, be like all of a sudden, you know, wonderful John comes in, you know? So, but they, but everybody I think has handled it so well. And I, I mean, maybe, you know, it's just being open about it and upfront about it and, you know, I'm not, we're not trying to replace anybody, obviously, um, just adding to it. <laughs> and so why, um, I know you don't want to speak for her specifically, but did she hope she would find family members or what was no, she, she doing when she sent in her DNA? Well, it was for health reasons. Okay. Uh, she was um, looking, um, trying to find out if she had the breast cancer gene because breast cancer is in their family. So her husband had gotten it for her for Christmas. Her husband and I joke about how we never have to buy anybody anything for Christmas again, because he got her a dad 
and I got my three boys a sister and I got my husband a daughter. I can't top that. <laughs> I'm so good. Like you were saying all of these things had to have happened at the same general time no. and everyone had to click the right yes. boxes for this to all fall into place. That is the part I think that amazes me the most. I mean, it was obviously meant to be. And then, you know, then the pandemic hit, you know, and I mean, you know, we've been able to be there to support them through the pandemic and through, I mean, I just think there's a lot of reasons that maybe it happened at the time it did. I think in the email you wrote bonus daughter, but you say grandchildren, you say granddaughter. Yeah. I mean, you don't like you, everybody sounds like they're fully integrated and. Yeah. I mean, yeah, very quickly. <laughs> Like I said, I mean, it still feels really new at times, but then, but it's still, but it's very comfortable. So it's mm -hmm. like, it's, it's always been there, but it, but it is you know, still the new thing. Are your husband's parents still with us? How did they react to all well, of this? Well, his mom passed away a year prior to it. Okay. And then his, his dad is in, um, is a senior star in the assisted living program. So I don't, I don't think his dad fully understand. You know, we, we've actually did take them up there for his birthday and also for Halloween because they trick or treat it, you know, around the place. So he's met them, but I don't know if he fully understands, you sure. know, his mind isn't totally there. I think sometimes, so it's a lot for him to process. Yeah, no, that <laughs> but, makes um, sense. My mom passed away um, 10 years ago. My dad is very supportive, also a very spiritual man. <laughs> so he's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, there's, there's a reason that it happened. And so, I mean, that's probably where I get that whole, my take things, take things as life gives it to you and just make the best of it. I mean, kind of thing. So it's gotta be cool though, too, to have raised three boys and now have a daughter in your life. Oh yeah. It's super cool. <laughs> I feel extremely blessed. I mean, it really, yeah, it's been great. I'm, I'm very proud of my boys, you know, because I, and I'm sure some of it has to do with their age, but you know, I, I do hope that we've raised them to be, you know, accepting of differences and accepting of, you know, things don't always just like, you know, I have this little perfect picture going on, but they have been very, very accepting. And that's, been another just a great piece to me is just to see them all together and how comfortable they are with each other and they all look alike <laughs> you put them together and it's like yeah they're siblings <laughs> so um which is kind of neat and then and like my husband has um three brothers and a sister and everybody's just like embrace them totally well, and not to pick, but did anybody not handle this well? Were there any negatives that came along with this other than initial apprehension? The only negative, I, you know, I, yes, I think that there was an apprehension. There was one sibling, I won't say who, one sibling in the family said initially, you should just, we should sweep this under the rug and not talk about it. Oh, wow. And yeah. John was like, what? What? <laughs> That is not how Leanne's reacting to this, you know, kind of thing. And, um, and I think that was probably just fear of causing a disruption, but I mean, that quickly passed. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, everybody's been really open about it. And, you know, like I said, I, I do think it makes a difference where we are in life. 
we're all older and we're all, you know, we've would have found out. I do think, you know, wow, what would have been like if the kids were really young and then all of a sudden we would have had, you know, she would have been maybe junior high and then what were, I, I don't know. It just would have looked a whole lot different. Right. Um, right. So, and maybe it wasn't time to meet yet, you know? You know, um, and not to um, get, not to get very, you know, deep with the universe stuff, but, but do you ever think about how different everybody's life would be if, if she had told him I'm having a baby oh, uh, yes. and we're 19 and you know, I mean, you might be married to somebody else and have oh, a whole yes. set of kids now. Right. I know. So, and, and we, my husband and I have talked about that too. I mean, if, yeah, he would have found out, I mean, things could have gone a whole nother direction. I mean, we may never have gotten together. I mean, we were right. not, yeah, everything could have been completely different. So I just feel like it was meant to be for whatever reason. I mean, I, and I, I almost feel a little guilty about that. Cause I, I feel like she was cheated out of knowing my husband as a father growing up, you know? Um, so I, I do feel, I feel a little bad thinking that way, but she had a good dad. It's not like she didn't have a good dad. Um, so I, I, have, I remind myself that that's why that was. So, well, and what do you think the biggest takeaway of this story is like, what's the thing you want people to most know about you guys or what you've learned through this process? Well, I guess you kind of never know what it's going to get thrown at you and, you just got to take what's thrown at you and try to find, sounds so cliche, find the positive in it. But I, I do kind of live like that. I, I, I live my life like that. So it wasn't really hard for me to kind of accept this because I just, there, there were no negatives to me. I, I mean, I, of course I thought about it and I, I mean, obviously if she would have been in between the ages of my oldest and my middle son or something, there might've been a, a different outcome here. Sure. <laughs> but Naturally, yeah. I mean, I don't feel like you can ever have too much family. I just don't feel like you can ever have too many, you know, people in your life that to support you and like, and, and growing more and having more. I mean, it doesn't always have to be blood, of course. I mean, it's just having that more of a support system out there is like, it's a bonus. It's a gift. I mean, yeah. so I look at it as, as a gift. Well, you know, as somebody yeah. who's, um, I'm almost married 10 years, you know, we have two young kids. Mm -hmm. A lot of moms who listen to this podcast are about my age and have young kids. And so I feel like, yeah. you know, when you're talking about, you know, <laughs> being in a different place in your relationship and being, you know, settled and stuff, I feel like there's, I feel like there's a marriage takeaway here too. You know what I mean? In the life that you oh, yeah. with this person. And there is. I don't know. Mm -hmm. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? What's, what are some like lessons that you can share with, with some of us in younger <laughs> relationships with young kids still? The, the marriage lesson is, I mean, you have to, you know, no matter when you got together or, or where, what brought you together, I mean, I guess you have to just trust that, you know, that person you're with is not perfect. I mean, I am by no means perfect at all. And everybody has a past. Everybody has things. This was a big one, but, you know, everybody does have things that they, you know, maybe aren't so, I guess, proud of or like faults, I guess you could say. But 
I don't know, you get, you have to find the good. You have to focus on, you know, what brought you together and why you're together. And even through all the stresses of raising kids and like we get caught up in all their activities and everything that they're doing, um, you, you just have to come back to yourselves because you will. I mean, and I think that's that's kind of where we were. We were coming back to ourselves. Our kids were growing out of the house and like not needing us as much and not. And so we were coming back together in a sense, because I, I, I do. Oh, I remember when the kids were younger, you know, you got, we got three kids running around here, there and everywhere. And you're trying to plan this and plan that meals and like schedules. And I mean, just all the crazy stuff that takes over life. Sometimes you just kind of get lost in that commotion you know, the lesson is just trust your gut too. I mean, you know, my, my gut did not tell me anything bad. It, my gut was not that this is a bad thing or, you know, anything was done to hurt me or our family. So, you know, kind of, you got to go with your gut on some, on things and um, just have that faith in, in each other. Has this changed your relationship at all? Has it brought you guys closer now? Oh, I think so. I do. I do. Because I, and I know, I, I think especially for him, cause he'll, he even now will still be like, I can't believe how well you've handled this. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. well, I don't know how else you want to, you know, I'm always like, how else would you want me to handle it? And he's like, well, you could have just said no. And I'm like, well, I know, but I, I can't even, I can't wrap my head around. I'm like, why would I do? Why would, I don't understand why I would have done that. But, um, and we, even our friends are like, you, you really handled this well. <laughs> well, but I look what I got. I mean, I got, I got a bonus daughter and a son-in-law and a couple grand and some granddaughters are, we extended our family. And I mean, there's more noise in the house. That's great. I love that. <laughs> okay. So have you guys contacted 23andMe? I mean, are you going to be on the commercial soon? <laughs> no. You know, no kidding. I'm like, can we should be getting some money out of this. You know, like at least we should get our kids paid for. <laughs> Maybe a free upgrade. <laughs> no, I, I, I guess we haven't. Honestly, I'm a pretty private person. We've talked about it and I, we probably should. I mean, it, it's a neat story. Um, I've seen commercials before of like people coming in and like, look who I found. <laughs> so and I'm sure that, you know, the pandemic has not helped anything. I mean, you know, our focus has been so much of, I think for everybody, you know, it's. Well, maybe, maybe they'll, will, yeah, maybe know. they'll hear about it now. So, you know, off topic, if you don't mind me asking, um, so is Isaac still in the army? Yeah. Yes. Yep. He is. He's a first Lieutenant in the army. Okay. And he's, um, he's coming home in like, uh the end of april he'll be home for two weeks and then he goes for his captain career course in fort benning georgia so okay well i wondered if 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 you could talk about being an army mom right now i mean you know there's so much focus when five six seven years ago but we're still in conflict Mm -hmm. you know men and women are still being deployed i mean what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. on not having a son in the army right now we've been fortunate for that because he like he went through Iowa so he came out as an officer when he got stationed at Fort Benning Fort Benning or not Fort Benning I'm sorry Fort Irwin is a like a national training center so they do the like he's a tank commander so they train the troops that are being deployed 
So his risk of being deployed is very low. I mean, honestly, that was a comfort to me that he's not likely to be deployed. It's been hard. The pandemic's been hard because, I mean, as soon as everything shut down, he was shut down to his base. He couldn't leave base. And Fort Benning is not like the most desirable base. It's out in the middle of the desert. (laughs) So it's not like there's a whole lot, you know, and he, you know, had that his relationship had like ended and like, I was as a mom, very worried about him because he was by himself, didn't have family. We tried to like get together at least once a week um, on like a video thing and we'd play a game like Yahtzee or something. (laughs) We'd all be around the table and he'd be on the computer and he'd (laughs) had his own dice. So (laughs) it's hard. I mean, when they're in the army, you just have, there's a lack of control that you have and I'm, I'm kind of a control freak. I couldn't control what was going on in his world. And I just kind of, a lot of faith again, a lot of prayers. He's really grown as a person, like I think a lot in like the last six months, even like on our Amazon account, he'll, um, I can see the books that he buys. And it's a lot of like learning about yourself books. And I'm like, oh, good boy. <laughs> so, and he got a dog. So that like made everything better. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, it's really tough, especially when you don't have any control over anything. Because all of a sudden, when they're in the army, the army has control totally. They're telling you what to do and where to go. And so, your middle son's a welder. Does he live in the area too? Mm-hmm. Yep, he lives not too far from us. Actually, he just bought a house um, last October, and he's works at the SSAB, the steel plant, with my husband. Right. So he's he's in like I know he 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 get, he does welding. <laughs> And he does other things too, so maintenance stuff. He's my hands-on, get dirty kid. So, yeah, but he's doing great. And your youngest is still in college. Yep, he's finishing up his. He's a fashion design major. My boys are extremely different. We have the army boy, we have the fix-it boy, and I have a fashion designer. So I always say I'm going to be protected, and somebody's going to be able to fix everything for me, and maybe I'll look good. Well, he wants to be a designer. He wants to be a fashion designer, but that's like, that's the pie in the sky. He's getting a fashion styling certificate as well. Um, In the summer, he's looking at doing an internship in Des Moines um, with a fashion designer. He wants to be in a big city, of course. I mean, Davenport is not big enough for him at all. Mm -hmm. And Des Moines, okay, but I think he's got sights on Chicago, New York, LA, something like that. Um, He's talked about like costume design, um, before he loves photography too. So he's, there is, you know, there's fashion photography. So, I mean, he could tie those things together. So I don't know. I'm hoping he gets a little more guidance with the, uh, the internship this summer. Either that or he's going to be the starving artist in my basement. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I think you've done well. You've raised three boys who are pursuing their dreams and doing great things. So well done. Thank you. I hope so. Well, <laughs> That's all I can hope for. Yeah, and I think I I do I do really like your takeaway that you that you can never have enough family, and I think that's it's it's exceptional the way yeah. you've handled this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and it's it's almost like I I wonder if people just default to, oh no, this had to have been terribly traumatic. You know, that was my initial thought was right. this is a trauma, but it doesn't sound like that at all. No, no, not at all. If your initial reaction is great, good for you, and the person's actually really upset about it, then I don't know. It's almost easier to go back. Yeah, that's true. 
Yes, it is. You're right. You're right. <laughs> well, and I think sometimes maybe some of us get caught up in like this perfect little world that we think it's supposed to be. I, I feel like people thought it was going to crash my perfect, my quote, perfect world. And I'm like, no, no, there is no, there is no perfect world for one thing. I mean, nobody, there's no book out there that says this is exactly how your family should be and how everything should be set up. And this is the way things should go. It just doesn't exist. I mean, you can look around the world and see that. So. Well, Leanne, I thank you so much for your perspective and for sharing your story with me. Oh, of course. I hope it inspires somebody. I think it will. I think it will. So that, I mean, definitely get the kit. (laughs) It sounds like get the kit. Yeah. And keep an open mind. Get the kit. Keep it open. Get the kit and keep an open mind. Yes, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Yes. My thanks to Leanne for being so open and honest with her story. And I hope that um, you walk away with that takeaway of keeping an open mind and um, rolling with it and seeing how something can enrich your life instead of challenge it. So um, I'm going to end today with a story that I think you will find relatable. So it's been a minute since I've had pictures taken of my kids and they're young so they don't really have the school picture situation except this year their daycare is doing like the little school pictures. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to really go all out for these school pictures and I'm going to go to Old Navy and I got the kids some like coordinated but not matching outfits and I thought it would look real cute with the fake like school backdrop and you know, maybe we'd have some some cute little photos, especially Everett. I don't have any like that little cute gray background with his big old smile and his surfer hair. I was just really looking forward to this freaking picture day. Well, that was my mistake, okay? You cannot get excited about things like picture day because here's what happens. Picture day arrives and my little two-year-old Everett wakes up with full-blown hives. I mean, the biggest hives that could ever populate on a two-year-old's tiny little body. He looks like hell. Um, Poor thing. You know, the thing about kids and hives is like, you know, Everett's unfazed. He doesn't know what the heck is going on. It's not like he's itching or in horrible pain. Meanwhile, Abram is like, oh my gosh, brother is red. Brother is red. What is happening with brother? He's red. I'm like, "I, I know. So there was no picture day. There was no picture day. And here's the thing. If I had not gone to Old Navy and gotten the outfits, if I had not taken the great care of filling out the form ahead of time that told them to talk about trucks and dinosaurs to make my kids smile, you know, the photographer form, I took great care in getting all ready. (laughs) And if I had not done those things, if I had accidentally sent my children to daycare with dirty clothes, if I had accidentally forgotten to cut their hair the night before, if I had accidentally forgotten anything, that picture day would have happened. But it's because I prepared and because I wanted these pictures, there was no picture day. And so I've learned an important lesson that no matter how much you can prepare, a toddler will break out in hives. Um, So uh, if you're wondering, the hives is uh, related to, so for some reason, when my kids get strep, they get the strep rash, like the full body, crazy strep rash. He's doing fine. It wasn't one of those beautiful situations where your kid is sick and therefore like wants to snuggle and cuddle. No, they're like running on full energy and full capacity. They're just too sick to go to school. So 
you know, that's where we're at this week. This week has been hellacious, um, but this podcast always gives me a fun place to vent. So picture day, hives, two-year-old with strep. We're making it through. I know you all can relate, and that's why you're here listening to this podcast. Because if nothing else, when it comes to parenthood, we here at On a Mother Level can relate. Thanks so much for being here and for listening. You have been listening to the WQAD Podcast Network.